It being Father's Day, I'm going to refer to them back in May the 18th, I believe it was, was Mother's Day, and that was an honorable day for them. Today is an honorable day for fathers. But it takes both mothers and fathers to be a mother and father. Why? Because it, it, the Bible tells us we become as one, and we live according to the Word of God. So that is the greatest thing. A father's role has, is different than a mother's role. But we know that the same God protects both of them. The same God moves in the, in the household when he is in the household as our Lord and Jesus Christ. As for me in my household, I'm going to serve the Lord. That is Scripture. And we know that today. And we see many things that God has blessed us with. We ask him to continue to bless us. There is people today, and I was, and no, I wasn't carrying on. I meant that. Happy Father's Day someday. And what I meant, there's people today that is looking forward to families. There's people today that may not be able to have families. And I don't say that on a, on a negative, and I don't say that because they don't have. But friends, God is still the same God today that He has always been, and He will continue to bless. And He loves us, and He cherishes us every day. He does. But we cherish Him uh, in return. As we were singing that song, <clears throat> Glory to His Name. And we give God the praise and glory. He gives us the return blessings in a way that sometimes it's hard to contain. Because am I really worthy of what He has blessed me with? I should never ask that question. I should be thankful. And I am thankful when God blesses my life. And I'm thankful when God doesn't bless my life. I thank God all the time. I want to. I want to. There's things in mind. Uh, there's things that happens in life that isn't pleasant. Isn't pleasant. But we still. I still want to give God the praise and glory. In opening, you may turn with me to Matthew, the sixth chapter. You say you're going to start just a little bit different. Yes, I am. It says in the sixth chapter and the ninth verse. After this matter, therefore, pray ye, our Father which is art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our debts, and we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into the temptation, but deliver us from evil, from <clears throat> for thine in the kingdom and the power of thy glory forever. Amen. That's a, that's a prayer that some people pray, and we read that. And when I say some people pray, when I say that, there is, there is people that really doesn't, uh, that I have heard of people that really doesn't know how to pray. And that's not, I don't mean that to be hateful, but there is people, but there is, that is one reason, that is, a, that is, because maybe they weren't brought up in a Christian home. Maybe it's because they didn't fellowship with Christian people. They, they are good moral people, but they may not have known the situation. But that's just a good illustration. When we pray, when we start to pray, we say, Our Father, which is in heaven. Now, if you don't say that, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying that. So we have a, we have a Father in heaven that we, that we pray to. We, as people here on earth, each one of us, 
has had a father or still has a father with them today because and this walk of life and because of that we give them the praise and glory there's not we give God the praise and glory we look at fathers today that is a Christian leader in their home and we thank the Lord for that and we see the results of that through our children we see the results of that through our community that we live in you say well we do yeah because God so loved us and we show our love to one another. We kind of talked about that a little bit in Sunday school. He loved us. We look, we, we, I'm not going to turn there, but over in Genesis 2, about the 18th chapter, where it says uh, that, that it is not good for man to live alone, so I'm going to make you a helpmate. And he make us a helpmate. How did he do that? Verse 18 tells us uh, uh, he, he put Adam to sleep and taken a rib. And when they, in the 24th chapter, when we come man and wife, we become as one. And friends, that's what we're talking about today, the love of God. He knew what he was doing. And we see in the medical field today what great things uh, that God has allowed. Did you hear me say that? God has allowed them to have the education to do, to work on, to, to have uh, patients that they can revive. They can have patients that saves their life when they're on deathbed. And that's because of the knowledge that God has allowed them to have in life and give us that life assurance uh, sometimes. It amazes me, and I use the word amazes me, uh, whenever someone is, it, it, their heart is taken out and, and replaced with another heart. Uh, friends, let me tell you, that would take knowledge. That would take something. And it, most of all, it takes God to continue to move and to heal that need in life. What does that have to do with the message this morning? I'm talking about our Heavenly Father. There's days that many of us think about our Heavenly Father, and, it, and there's today especially because it is Father's Day. It is Father's Day. You say, that's the only time you think? No, but I'm saying this is this kind of kind of gives us a little bit of a boost to, to think. And I'm proud. And, and, and this morning I, I, got, I received from both, all three of the boys Happy Father's Day, you know. And, and, and that, that, that is great. And, and one of them said, and I'm not, I'm not saying one of them is any better or said any words any better, but says, I thank you for the teaching you taught me. That kind of makes me kind of want to stand up and say, yeah, maybe I've done something, you know. Maybe I've done something right. Vicky may have told me what to do, but I've done something right, you know. <laughs> but it takes two to raise a family, really. I mean, it, it, really. And I know there's parents that are single, and I, I, again, my heart goes out to them. But when we love the Lord and we are followers of the Lord, he continues to move in our life. He blesses us through blessings, as I've already said, and I don't want to repeat myself, uh, uh, blessings that maybe we may feel we don't deserve, but a blessing that, that we weren't expecting. How many times have we, have I, received the blessing, and I have said to myself, or maybe to our family, that's a God thing. You say, that's a new word. No, that's just the, the, the year we're living. That's a God thing. 
God intervenes in our life when we think maybe we think not. And what I mean by that, we're not, we don't think God, we think God can handle it. We know that. But as we think not, the, the answer comes and gives us that opportunity just to give Him the praise and glory. Fathers, you make a great role in life. You make, you're, you're important in life as well as mothers and grandmothers. And, and, and it goes right on down the line. But we look at, as I've already said, where the Lord said it's not good to live alone, have a help. But we look and, and we see. And we see in life, a father is a provider. A father is a protector. A father is a leader. That is three things that's pretty important in life. <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, and I don't know how old I was, I think I was maybe even married uh, when I was afraid of the dark. And when I once got inside, I, I kind of wanted the wife to lock the doors or me lock the doors behind me because I didn't really care about you. I, I've kind of got over that. And our granddaughter mentioned the other night about something going out in the dark. And she said, I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm just afraid of what's in the dark. And I guess maybe that's a pretty good example, you know, what's in the dark. And, 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 and my dad used to, he used to just, and I guess that may be why I was afraid. He used to send us out, send some of us out. I was the youngest, and, and I didn't have to go as much. And, uh, but, he, but he loved to put on a sheet, or he loved to do something to go out and hide. And he would, it would always be going by. He would always be where he wanted us to go by. Then he would jump out and scare us. And it's hard, it's hard to love your dad when he does that. I wanted to break his coffee cup. <laughs> but he loved me. He loved me. And I don't know if he knew that I was afraid of the... Yeah, he knew that. But I don't know if he's trying to <clears throat> get me to be over that fear or what. But, but he'd laugh. He thought it was real funny. Well, I didn't think it was so funny at the time. But anyway, but our father in life today loves and cherishes. What is sad today is many children don't know who their father is. And I say that on a positive note. I was just watching the news this morning that some lady really realized after 50-some years got to be acquainted with her biological father. Wow. Tears was in her eyes. Her, her voice was quivering because she really did not know. And she, I don't believe the way that it was brought about that she was, she was bitter, I believe, but she was so glad that she found out. But in her statement, she said, I realized that I had missed 50 years of my life not knowing, but we got time to make it up. Isn't that a great testimony? We got time. Being, being, being brought together. I don't, they were living in different places, but they were planning on. But friends today, fathers today is important. Mothers today is important. Uh, back years ago, it used to be, and I, again, I, I want to say this on a love note today. The years ago, the mother was fortunate to be able to stay home with her children and, and help them and raise them. And the father, as that word says, fathers provide. We provided. And Vicki was in, in that situation. She was able to stay home till the kids got in school and I guess she just got bored uh, staying home by herself because we didn't want to have any more kids. Three's enough. No, it ain't, is it, Scott? 
Man, I almost opened a can of worms there, didn't I? <laughs> you can't send them back. They're already here. And you love them. I know you do. But what I'm saying is, uh, uh, you know, she was able to be home, and then she, she goes to work, and, and, and that's fine. And God has blessed us. God has kept us safe. And we think we brought the boys up in an atmosphere of loving God. Our house, our home had rules, and we wanted to stick by those rules. It may not have been the thing, and it wasn't, because when I was at home, the rules my mom and dad had wasn't what I liked either. But the rules might not have been exactly like they thought, but they grew up loving and caring. Yeah. And giving consideration to their mother and dad. Praise God. And friends, today, that is the love of Jesus Christ. We look at the Word and we see how God so loved us. We look and see how great it is. We look and see that the miracles that He performed, our Father which is in heaven, we look and see the promises that he promises us and he has given us. Many of us have seen and maybe have witnessed the promises that the word tells us about because we have known what he is able to do. If not, if, I don't want to say nothing. There's one promise that says, I will never leave you comfortless. I will comfort you. That's a promise. And how many times have you and I been comforted through the word of God? How many times have we been comforted through loving God and Him loving us. God is not a forceful God. God is a God of love. God is a God of mercy. God is a God of understanding. He doesn't change the rules in the book for you and I. The book is the same. It's the same for you as it is for me. Or, could, or should I put myself first? It is the same for me as it is for you. Jesus Christ died on the cross for every one of the people that is in the world then and that is in the world today. And that is going to be in the world to come. He's the same. He loved them. He went to the cross. I don't know when we read that person, that drop of blood that was shed or we sang that song, that drop of blood that was shed for me. Looks to me like the, the, from the time he started... Till, he, till even now, <laughs> looked like he would have run out of blood. I, that's not for me to question because the Word says that, that blood was shed for me and you. How many times have I had to call upon the Lord? Lord, help me. I'm in a situation. Whose fault is it? It wasn't God's fault. Sometimes we are self-inflicted by the things that happens in our life. We are self-inflicted because we allow the devil to talk to us. You're saying, Pastor, you think I'm lost. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm grateful that we have the, the ability. And it was that was in Sunday school a little bit, you know, thinking about things. How can we help? And we, we see this. But he gives you and I. And he gives those that's in the nursing home that has uh, 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 Alzheimer's. He has given them in lifetime the ability to think and to do and to worship. But something has happened in their life. Not that they're lost. But, but the things that's happened that they're mixed up. But they love the Lord at one time. And that's why. I believe whether they have when they have that and they go on to be with the Lord and I have heard and Vicky's grandmother was one of the prime examples of that they turn to the wicked way they turn to a way that they don't realize what they're saying or what they're doing 
but I believe their soul was right with God. Why? Because of the life they lived and the living for God is one of the greatest experiences that we can have. Someone told me the other day that they were getting ready to retire. And they said, what do you do? You've been retired for a while. I said, yeah. What do you do? I said, get up and take two aspirins and don't call the doctor. You know, I'm enjoying my life. I'm enjoying being a pastor. I'm enjoying being a husband. She raised her eyebrows. That's a pretty good sign. I'm enjoying being a father. I'm enjoying being a grandfather. And now I'm enjoying being a great-grandfather. Someone's at the house the other night. Kennedy was the youngest one, was ordering her grandpa around pretty lively. It's nothing that, you know, was bad. It's just that I had to get up out of the chair. And this person says, I believe that she has got you around her little finger. I couldn't deny that. But we love them. And I know how I love them. And I know how I love my family. And that is nothing to how God loves us. Pastor, there's just so much love, huh? It just keeps continuing. It's kind of like an artesian well. It just keeps overflowing. Our life, our life, our witnessing to people that are lost. I'm not good, never was good, at going to door to door knocking and inviting people to church. Why? Are you ashamed? Doesn't the word say if you're ashamed of me, I'm going to be ashamed of you? It's not that I'm ashamed. But in the job that I had for 30 years, uh, there is people... <laughs> there is people that tells you you're fringing on my rights no I'm not I'm bringing you a package you either want it or you don't pretty blunt but there are some people you'd like to say that to but you kind of put it behind you and grin have a good day but, but I, there's just something about you're, you're an outgoing person I really am been staying home a lot now. I don't go out much, but staying home. But what I'm saying is, God will give us that opportunity to speak to that person at the right time and the right place. What a place to talk to a guy, and he's a Christian. I was at the vet clinic the other day. What a place to talk about God. Your animal's sick. You're there, you know. And there's nothing. I like animals. But we got to talking about the Lord. And the first thing I knew, the doctor was standing there, the, I'm the vet, and the, his help was standing there, and, and they were just listening to being this guy. Now, what we said, I don't know if they took it or not, but, you know, but what I'm saying is, the time will be right, and the opportunity will be right. So, fathers, today, the time is right in your family that there is times that you have to make corrections. There is time that you have to stand by the rules. As I said, our rules at home may not be the same rules of yours, but if you love the Lord, it's going to be kind of down the same road of how great God is to us and how you want your children. Praise God. God is good all the time. 
This one says tricks. I'm not playing tricks. I don't want that one. Fathers, we have a great time in serving the Lord. And I know that there's many on vacation, and many is going to continue to be on vacation. In fact, I'm going to see them, the Lord's willing. And we're being on vacation, and that is to prove that you love your family, and that is to prove that you have a good time. And I believe God puts approval on that himself, that you enjoy life and you enjoy yourself and still have the love of God down in your heart. When you go on vacation, you don't hang him up on a, on a nail till you get back home. <laughs> no, you don't. You take him with you. And if you're driving on the highway, Brother Blaine told me today, man, there's people crazy out there. I know that. And I used to be one of them. And I'm going to be one of them this evening probably. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is, we thank God daily. I thank God, even though I've told you and I've shared this story with you before, that my father wasn't a Christian, but he did recognize my mom as trying to ra as raising our family in Christian home. And through us loving God and through us being obedient to the, what the rules was in the house, there was a day came that he found the Lord Jesus Christ and accepted him before he passed on to glory. He liked to go to church. He sat in many services. He sang a many a song with my mother in service. But he did not accept Jesus Christ until a later date in life. But he still raised a family with the help of mother. That's why I'm saying we become as one. By the help of mother, my father was a provider. My father was a protector except till he wanted to go out and scare us. You know, wonder what he'd have done. Well, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> down deep inside I kind of thought he might try to scare me you're always looking around wonder what he'd have done if I'd have took a ball bat with me and went outside and he jumped out behind the bush and I whacked him right across the forehead wouldn't have been nice <laughs> but I loved my father and he loved me and after the scare was over he, he would say he would laugh I'm just, I was just playing well find another game Play dominoes, play old maid, play something, but don't be doing that. I didn't say that because that would be the wrong thing to do in the, in the, in the, in the sound of my voice because I knew that I would get told about probably, and I should have been. But there's one that we studied in Sunday school, and we have been sometimes, and maybe even in Bible study. Mentor. We speak to people and we try to mentor our kids. What do you mean by that? If I understand it right, we're trying to live a life that's pleasing to God. Not to our kids, but being good to our kids. Not to please. Going back to the granddaughters, the great granddaughters, the granddaughter says, they get by with more than we you ever thought about letting me get by with. Then one of them gets up on my lap, maybe both of them, but one of them does and hugs me and says, Paul, I love you. Oh, I like to hear those words. And if mama's there, the granddaughter, she said, well, I used to do the same thing. But she just got through telling me that I let them get by with more 
the young, the, the grand, great grandkids than them. Maybe so. Well, I come back with, yeah, but you've grown up. It was different back then. Fathers, we have a great important role to play in life. There's not a father here that doesn't realize that. And furthermore, there's not a father here that doesn't do that part in life, takes care of the need in their family. But there's not a time in life that maybe sometime or other that your children ask for advice. Well, everybody's got one. Everybody's got an opinion. We can give the advice. And if we give that advice in love, whether they accept or whether they reject, that's up to them. But they're reaching for something. They're wanting to know something. Now, it doesn't have to be about the Word of God. It might be our, 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 our middle son. He's over that now, I think. We don't never hear that much anymore. But if he went to buy a pair of shoes, it would take him a week to decide what kind he wanted and if it was a good buy. Not good buy, but a good sale buy. He would call his mom. Now, we're talking about, I started to say $20 shoes, but that don't hardly buy the shoe strings now. If you wear strings, I'd rather have the slip-ons because it takes time to time. And besides that, you've got to bend over. But he went through, I'd tell that if he was here. He went through that. Mom, what do you think? She'd get off the phone and she'd just shake her head. And I would too. But he's kind of got over that. He trades cars so often that he needs dealer tags. But what I'm saying is, he put confidence <laughs> he quit calling me because I said, buy it. Well, that's spending money. I accused him. That's why he never got married because he'd have to take a lady out for lunch. I love him to death. I love him. But friends, let me tell you something today, fathers, and those that want to be fathers, and those that will become fathers, and those that are not fathers. God still loves you as much as he does the one that has the most kids. Who was that family on TV, Duggard family? How many did they end up having? 20-some, maybe even higher than that now. Can you imagine? We well, have to have nine jobs just to feed that much. Not that we wanted kids, but I just asked her, <laughs> how do you feel about 20-some kids? And she said on a school bus. Well, she didn't use that word, but yeah. But there's nothing. But I feel that they love them all the same. And there's different attitudes. We've got three boys, and there's different attitudes. We've got three great or two great-grandkids and a granddaughter. There's different attitudes. Her mother, and maybe it's a good thing, her mother and dad has got this thing. I call it a thing about electronics. They don't want to be on them much. <laughs> yeah, I'll let them get by with more than their mom and dad does. And they'll say, both of them will say, when mom and dad leaves, I want to play on your phone. And before the mom and dad leaves the house, they'll say, remember, no electronics today. Yeah, I might have sinned just a little bit. Because I didn't have the willpower. It's kind of like a diet. If you're on a diet, that's fine. You just stay right with it. You lose all the pounds you want to. I'm not on a diet. I make myself think. 
And I had a, my brother from New York call me this week. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling good. Are you losing any weight? How does he know he hasn't seen me? Well, if you need to lose weight, here's the, here's the, here's the key to do it. Keep it right up, brother. You lose weight, and that's fine. And I'll gain it back for you, okay? Fathers is great. Distance is nothing. Many of you may, your fathers may be gone. And there's several of them in this congregation. But your father may be living. I don't know that. But I want to say they're thinking of you. You may get that phone call today. Distance means nothing with God. Even though I kid my sister, she tries to get a hold of me on, on cell phone, and, and she'll say, I didn't get you. I just wondered if my phone reached that for. Don't you tell her I said that. But, yeah, she did. But what I'm saying is distance is nothing. Distance is nothing between you and God. God will come down on the very need, the time that you need him. Fathers, we are there when our children, when our home, when our grandchildren need us. We're there to be the protector and protect them. You're not going to let your child, and I'll not let, try not to, I won't let any child be in danger if I can help it. I told you the story of the woman that I, uh, ladies, I'm no, no reflect on you, but this little boy, just being a boy, he wasn't taught well from home, I don't imagine, but he laid a candy bar up on the checkout. And the mother didn't say, put that back, son. She didn't say nothing. She slapped that little boy. I mean, his, excuse me, his face turned red. And when he come by me, I said, buddy, you're having a bad day, aren't you? And just grinned, and he just kind of, excuse me, what did you feed me this morning? That's what's wrong with me. And his mother said, it's none of your, and she went off on words that Brother Scott has never used in Sunday school. And said, it's none of your business. Well, she had a point there. But I was just trying to conversation with that young kid. It almost made my head hurt hard as she slapped him. And I thought, lady, and that's not been long ago. And I thought, lady, you, you, you might not have should have done that because DFS may be standing at your doorstep tomorrow. But what I'm saying is we love our children and we will, re we will protect our children. And God has no favorites. He loves us all. <laughs> Can I rephrase that? He does not have any favorites. He's no respected person. But those that love him, he passes out the blessings. He blesses those that are unsaved. He really does. He helps them. Friends, I hope you receive something, fathers, today, of how important it is that our Heavenly Father looks down upon us. He cherishes us. He keeps us under his wing, if you want to say a wing. He holds us by the hand and leads us through the still waters. He restoreth my soul when I feel like I'm down and out. He's there. He protects me from the very evil of this world. Friends, we're in this world, but I ain't, there's not a person in this building that is of this world or agrees with what's happening prob probably. But what I am saying, he's still God. And there's coming that day that we're going to meet that glorious Savior that saved us and give us what we have this morning in our life and has continued to give us what we receive daily in our life. 
one more time. God is good. This is something, a scripture that has stayed with me from that high up. It's found in Proverbs, the 22nd chapter. And you can quote this and probably told your children. And probably you have pondered this in your night's prayer when you're praying for your kids. We pray for our kids and, our, and their companions and the grandkids. We pray for them because we love them. I pray for the church because I love the church. I pray for the people in the church because I love the people in the church. I pray for the people in the community because I care what happens in the community. Is it going to change because you prayed? No, but it doesn't hurt a thing to pray. It doesn't hurt nothing to call upon the name of the Lord, Father, which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But we look at this verse of Scripture, and it's chapter 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Many of you mothers, many of you fathers here today, I would say mothers probably more than fathers, maybe not. I mean, fathers, there's nothing wrong with that. But you may rehearse that verse of Scripture in your kid growing up. And you may think, <laughs> why am I saying that? No, you don't, you don't think that. But what I'm saying, I believe, oh, this is me, and you take what the Word says. You don't have to take my opinion, but you take what the Word says. It's a must. But I think somewhere before that life is over, that scripture that you bred to them and that life you live before them, that mentor you are before them, that leadership, I'm talking to mothers and fathers, will click back in their mind. Whether they accept it or whether they don't, that's like accepting salvation.